Hello, it's Andrew May, and welcome to the Performance Intelligence Podcast, Bite Size Edition. This is where we take a clip from a previous podcast and amplify it for you in a snack-sized format. Before we start this episode, I wanted to take a quick moment to ask a favor of you. Please open the podcast app you're listening on right now and hit the follow button. This really supports us growing the podcast and also helps continue to produce high quality conversations around high performance. You listen to us and we want to listen to you. So please also consider leaving a rating and review. Tell us what you love about this episode and what you'd like to hear more of. Give us some feedback as it really does make a difference to what we're doing behind the scenes. Optimize performance through adapting your physical, psychological, and emotional state. In one of our most emotionally moving episodes yet, Olympic rower Jason Dorland talks about the struggles he had after his team came last in the Olympic final and how a golden retriever named Ike helped him turn his life around. We discuss feedback Jason receives when talking to people who have read his book and how he finds women generally have no trouble opening up and connecting with the messages, yet many men seem to be more closed and tougher to reach. What drew emotion for me and really brought feelings out is your book, Ike the Dog Who Saved a Human. And I'll read the back page. It follows the transformative journey of author Jason Dorland, a Canadian national team rower left bitter, ashamed and lost after his crew finished last in their final at the 1988 Olympic Games in Seoul, Korea. Dorland retires from rowing and as a way to cope, adopts a golden retriever puppy named Ike, who was destined to be a guide dog for the blind. Yeah. Yeah. Ike makes me cry. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. You know, writing that thing was, was just nonstop tears and laughter. You know, it, it really, the process of writing Ike was, was a gift as well, because I got back to, got, got to go back and relive my time with him. Can I be honest when, when we met and you had this book about a dog told us a narrative or a story I was a little bit skeptical did you get that much and I know I'm going to be totally frank with you because you know yeah. he's this big six foot four former Canadian <laughs> Olympian he's told me he's written this story through the eyes of a dog and I thought okay interesting yeah and you, you know it your response um what I find Andrew is when I ask people about Ike, uh, I find, you know, it's like anything, a movie or a show or a book, we bring ourselves to the story, right? And so the story is going to interact with us. And and so to hear that it evoked emotion and had the in, in fact, uh, you know, effect that it did, there are a couple of men that I've spoken to post reading Ike and, and they'll say, yeah, a little slow here and there, it was okay. And 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 what I find in those moments is that to me, and, and I don't want to assume that I, you know, I can I know what's going on in everybody, but my guess is that there were parts of the book that were uncomfortable. And so they consider them they consider that part of the book slow. And whereas women, you know, in so many ways, Ike embraces the traditional feminine of our nature, right? The, the nurturing, the caring, the loving, the compassion. It's, uh, it is sort of what's what we like to consider traditionally, I suppose, innate or intuitive for the feminine in us and, and in women. 
And so when women give me feedback, rarely uh, one person has said the book has, you know, slowed down in parts, but most women, it really lands for it. And, and I think because it gets into some prickly topics about, about love and compassion and yeah. And it's told through the eyes of a pup, which I think for a lot of people packs a punch as well. Right? Are you planning an upcoming conference or company offsite? For the past 15 years, I've averaged speaking at over 50 events each year, and I still love presenting at conferences as much as I did when I first started. To explore the different presentations I offer on a range of topics and themes, including physical and psychological well-being, becoming burnout-proof, connection and belonging, and that's a new area I'm, I'm really enjoying presenting on, neuroscience and behavior change, mental skills and leadership and culture. Or if you'd like to understand our fully integrated conference experience with pre-event diagnostics, activities throughout the agenda, including a morning wake up, energy breaks, team building activities and digital resources to embed learning. To find out more information and to download a brochure, go to andrewmay.com keynotes. That's the bit that I love when I, I move beyond thinking this guy's a bit crazy telling a story about a dog yeah, through the dog's eyes. But when I got into it, I loved it. I really did. For a number of those men that have come back and said it was a bit slow, I didn't quite get it. There is a word. It's called projection. Mm, yeah, so they're okay. you know, projecting their emotions, their feelings, and, and just maybe uncomfortable or haven't had the opportunity to, to peel back that layer. And we right. know this, right? For a lot of people, when you – do heal, when you do process, when you do make meaning, there's a bit of sadness, a bit of pain, uh, a bit of negative emotion. And we, we tend to shy away from that if we've bought into the, you know, click your heels and go to Kansas, Dorothy, be happy all the time. What yeah. I've learned as I've ticked over a big birthday earlier this year, Jason, into the 5-0, I want life to be rich and full and loads of experiences, but also want to have meaning and connection and love and 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 learn from those lessons. So it's not always about being up. It is actually being comfortable with your emotions and that that beautiful range we need in all parts of our life. I, I want to right. pull out a quote I loved in the book. You said this is the uh, dedication to Ike, dedicated to the most unselfishly loving soul that I've ever known. Thank you, Ike, for teaching me how to cherish each day and live life to its fullest, how not to get too worked up about the small stuff and ultimately how to more fully love others and me. You know, I don't know what else to say. I mean, it's true, right? He, uh, yeah, that's, that's, I think at the end of the day, he showed me that I was worthy of, of love. And um, it took a dog, <laughs> you know, it took a freaking dog for me to figure that out. And um, and fair enough, if that's what it took. But uh, yeah, it was it was quite a journey with him. And yeah, forever grateful, right? So. How long after Seoul did you get Ike? Because you, just putting the chronology together, you had the Olympics, you came out to Australia at uh, Geelong Grandma, 1990, training again, almost got hit by the car, lying down, you went for the 90-minute trial run and just felt that euphoric bliss in flow, as Mikhail Chikson Mihai would say. How long after that did Ike appear? Yeah, so in 92, uh, well, I moved to Vancouver in 92, back from the island, and then got Ike in 93. And, you know, the other 
kick in the teeth that year was that, of course, the 92 Canadian men won. And so that was another gut punch, right? It was like, wow, if you had hung on, you asshole, you would have, you know, you would have got what you wanted and you were too weak to be able to do that. And so there was, there was a, you know, there was some tough days and weeks that followed that final. And um, because a lot of the guys from Seoul were in that crew who had mm. stuck, stuck on. That, that was my uh, next obvious question out of the eight, how many were in? Right. Two, three, I guess, something like that. So yeah, that was, uh, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So, and then Ike showed up and for the first time in my life, I had to care about someone else more than me. And the focus was off me and, and onto this beautiful ball of fur with, you know, I love puppy breath. Some people don't, but you know, <laughs> and, and I just was captured in this, what I determined to be, at, you know, a race at the time or a competition at the time. I sort of took Ike and replaced him with, replaced Seoul and, and Barcelona with a little dog, right? He was going to be a guide dog. So I figured, well, screw it. I'm going to make him the best guide dog ever. And so I trained that little guy like nobody's business and, um, and tried not to get emotionally involved initially, but you know, goodness, good luck with that. Four, six months into it, I was, I was, we were tight and away we went. Did you choose Ike or did Ike choose you? Yeah, there's, <laughs> you know, and that's in the book for sure. But in, you know, even though it's sort of people joke about it or, or it's cliche or whatever, there is no question in my mind that that boy came forward and, and chose me. Even when I think back to the moment of sitting down on the newspaper with all of these pups and, you know, and just getting attacked and, but the one dog, the one puppy who stayed while they all returned to the, to the center, it was like, and I can still remember picking him up and and just sort of deciding, well, this is it then. And um, yeah, what a trip, <laughs> what a trip. Hi again, it's Andrew, and I hope you really enjoyed that episode. We would appreciate if you helped to amplify the Performance Intelligence Podcast by sharing episodes with your friends and with your colleagues by going to iTunes and leaving a rating and review. This really does help get the message out to a wider audience, and I love reading the comments as well. If you'd like to know more about booking me as a speaker at your next annual conference or company offsite, or purchasing one of the books I've written, including MatchFit, or if you'd just like to receive my monthly e-newsletter, which is called the AM Edition, that has stacks of information specific to all things human performance, go to andrewmay.com. And we'll see you on the next edition of Performance Intelligence.